1: Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired Conversations, to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living.
2: Welcome to Inspired Conversations. Thank you for joining me in today's special guest. I'm your host, Linda Joy, publisher of Aspire Magazine, and the best-selling publisher at the boutique hybrid publishing house, Inspired Living Publishing, as well as multiple other media brands dedicated to inspiring women like you to live deeper, more authentic, and inspired lives. I like to say it's about living from the inside out. Today, I am joined by Sarah Wiseman, a spiritual teacher and award-winning author who has reached tens of thousands of students worldwide through her books, courses, podcasts, blog, and music. In addition to being a top contributor on Daily OM, Sarah is also the founder of Intuition University, hosts the popular podcasts Ask Sarah and Spiritual Psychic with more than 1.7 million listeners, and writes the Daily Divine blog. She has also produced four award-winning music albums with her band, Martyrs of Sound. In her most recent book, Messages from the Divine, Sarah shares 66 lessons that were transmitted and transcribed through the process of divine receiving. Welcome, Sarah.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be with you.
2: Well, we've been following each other for quite a while. I've had you as a guest on other events because I just love the message that you've been sharing for years and how you really live from the inside out, right? From your intuition, from your spirit, from your guidance. Was it always that way for you, Sarah?
3: Well, thank you, Linda. Um, you know, I do think that, I do think when I I look back at me as a, a child and so forth, I was always, as lots and lots of people, and lots of your listeners are, you know, this very sensitive being. Um, but I don't think at that time, you know, we didn't have the vocabulary for, at least I didn't growing up, uh, to be intuitive. I was i was sort of um, framed as I was a creative child. <laughs> that was the wording I was given. And so I kind of built my identity around that idea of being creative. But there was that inner part. I would always sense, I would sense nature and I would sense, you know, like in a cemetery I would sense the spirits there, and always that was going on. But without the vocabulary, uh, you sometimes don't uh, have a way of accessing what's really going on.
2: It's a great way of describing it. It's like, look, it's just because of hindsight now and the vocabulary you have now, you can see your entire path as it unfolded based on the knowledge and wisdom you have now.
3: Right, exactly. And I think that's a lot, like, say – teaching people, uh, like you're working with people in the ideas of being so authentic, um, just giving people that word authentic can be like the greatest key in the lock, you know, that opens everything up for them, just that, that vocabulary. So it's pretty exciting, really.
2: It is. And for me, authenticity um, is so much more than a buzzword because we hear it everywhere now. I healed when I finally gave up the masks that I had taken Mm -hmm. on after a lifetime of trying to be what everyone else wanted me to be instead of honoring my own soul. So for me, my brands and and having guests like you on, I want to encourage people to dive deeper into their authentic selves because I know that's where divine wisdom and truth lies.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I absolutely agree. And I think, um, like in this particular new work the idea the the i don't know just talking about authenticity as one word, and then the way that the the teachings in the book talk about is talking about living from your soul. it's the same idea, just a different you know just a different word choice living from that deep inner essence that is truly you is the is the path and the way for us all.
2: And I want to talk about that, Sarah. I want to talk about your new book, Messages from the Divine, which is a book of spiritual teachings that you received in meditation. So I'm curious, where do the messages come from, and what was your process for receiving them?
3: Yeah, the messages came in a really unusual way for me. Now, I have done this process. Some people call it channeling. I call it uh, receiving, just makes it a little less... uh, I don't know, that word channeling can be loaded for people sometimes. But this particular book, it was really, it was winter, and um, I just started getting woken up in the middle, not the middle of the night, but that kind of early hour, you know, 4 a.m. sort of style. And I just kept getting woken up, and and I didn't know why. And and then after a few nights of being awakened, I um, realized I was supposed to go and start writing. And I'd done this particular receiving a few other times in my life, but I kind of didn't think it would happen again, or I had not had this experience of having it happen in the middle of the night like this. And so I just kind of got up, (laughs) not, 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 you know, super happy about it. Actually it was cold. And, um, I just put the laptop in, you know, in this, on the sofa and, and just, and just said, okay, here I am. What am I supposed to write? And, the messages just um every morning i would that more would come and they all came in order they didn't you know need to get edited they just kind of flowed out and i would just show up and it took several months a uh, very very strange time and i would say that during that time i was kind of like i don't know like super activated or super aware It was a really big spiritual time for me. I don't know why it happened. I don't know why it happened then. Um, but I know that these messages were the result of that early waking and this receiving in the middle of the, the wee hours.
2: I call those sacred hours. I went to a stage for a few years of 2.30 to 4.30. In fact, my whole tribe and my team would say, I can't believe the hours you keep. But, for me, it was not as deep as what you experienced, but I felt closer to my source then, and I didn't question why I was being woken up. I just was but the funny part, Sarah is, and now hindsight is twenty twenty my business, my mission my my path unfolded so much more quickly. Because I gave it that space and didn't fight it. So thank you for honoring and getting up in the cold to birth (laughs) this because it would have been easy, right, for any of us when we're receiving such sacred information to just pull the covers over our head and and, and let the body and ego speak and say, no, I I don't want this. I want to stay in bed. You trusted and allowed the information to come through.
3: Well, I think there's a part of um, being in touch with our sacred nature that it isn't always – I didn't find the experience. It was beautiful and wonderful, but it kind of wasn't that easy. And even now, this journey of – like I've been on a lot of radio and I've actually been doing some touring, and that hasn't been easy either. And I think sometimes – the sacred part is also the part that um, invites us to kind of push the edge that we thought we had and discover. Oh, your edge is like much further out than you imagined, and and we're going to take you there. So uh, that was that's been an interesting part of the journey for me. That growth, the kicking and screaming, but growing anyway. Exactly,
2: because this book is so different from because you've written a multitude of books,
3: <laughs> and this
2: yeah. one is quite different from all your others. Yeah. So is that so was that the stretching you were talking about to step out with this new information, this um very vulnerable. It must feel very vulnerable too.
3: I think so. Thank you for uh putting words to that. I think so because it there's no going back you know, if you come out uh as an intuitive that's more um, accepted I guess coming out as a channel (laughs) that's it's it's a further stretch you know away from mainstream and I'm not concerned about being in the mainstream I I I don't have that need but um, it's very definitely um, look this is who I am and not everybody understands it and not everybody gets it and that's that's really just fine it's it's really meant to whoever this book is meant to be for is whoever's going to find the book.
2: Exactly, it's about living authentically, right? You, yes. it was taking, it would have taken so much life force energy to hold it back
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: than it did to let it come out and trust, right? Because, and all right. the topics you've written about all over the years, because I've had you in Aspire Magazine um, numerous times over the years. Um, I could feel the vulnerability in this because I've stepped out and I work with a lot of heart-centered female entrepreneurs who are my clients. That stepping out in a new way, whatever that way is, triggers old wounds, right? Because we all want to feel loved and accepted. And I I just call it sacred sacred visibility. And I just Mm -hmm. wrote an article about it in... um, own times magazine in february and it's what i teach my clients is sacred visibility is when you bring the whole essence of who you are into what you do it will trigger the old wounds but we need to step into it because that's the light keepers that are here to shine just like you so again thanks for having the courage it's not always easy
3: yeah. Oh that's I'm gonna definitely look that up and
2: I'll um, send you the I link, think, Sarah, because oh, um Oh,
3: thank you. Okay. It'll make it
2: easier for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well I think the more we're each vulnerable, then the more we can we can all be vulnerable and then that uh, authenticity's coming from all the from all of us and of course that's the, the whole reason we're here to be, you know, who we really are.
2: Especially as um, transformational leaders, spiritual leaders, it doesn't matter what type of business you're in, whether you're a life coach, you know, a channel, um, a best-selling publisher. It doesn't matter what the label the world gives you, right? What matters Mm -hmm. is that whatever your soul's purpose is and how it manifests in this lifetime is that you show up fully. Um, to be seen for the truth of who you are, right? And that's what sacred visibility is all about. In knowing that when you do, and I'm sure you've discovered this as you shared a few moments ago, that when you do, just because the triggers and the fears that come up with visibility are triggered doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It's just another layer of spiritual healing happening.
3: Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think the terms that the book might use on that idea is this idea that we're working through soul lessons and that idea that, yes, we're absolutely, we're, the triggers come, we, (laughs) we, we acknowledge them and then we, you know, we work through and we heal them and we grow through them. And that is, that is part of the reason we're on the journey too. The journey isn't You know, just to be a wonderful life coach, the journey is to go through all the process that takes the person to being able to to provide that to people, including moving through all the triggers.
2: Exactly. And when we come back from our break, Sarah, I want to talk about why these messages are so important and how the book and the messages can help the average person in their everyday life. So we'll be back in a moment. I'm with Sarah Wiseman of Sarah, S-A-R-A, Wiseman.com. A
4: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio. IOM FM.
1: Inspiration for a woman's soul. Aspire Magazine. Inspiring and supporting women on the path of self-discovery. Claim your free digital subscription today, which includes access to thousands
0: of
1: Dollars of personal development bonus gifts from Team Inspiration Partners. Claim your Aspire magazine subscription today at subscribe to
4: Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at OM Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com. Were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. OM Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business.
1: Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth Radio is Conscious Living for Your Soul, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time.
4: Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do within this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is OTRFM part of the IOM radio network.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, and with me today is spiritual teacher and award-winning author, Sarah Wiseman. So, Sarah, why do you feel the messages are so important? And for the average person, how can it support them in their everyday life? Or even maybe someone that's even completely new to spirituality. Yeah, well, it's an
3: interesting people's reaction to the the book in terms of what they have been saying that it's been doing for them because it's been out for a, a couple of weeks now. So I've been starting to get this trickle of response. And the biggest thing that people are saying is that it's a spiritual guidebook. And what one person said the other day was he said, uh, I know all this stuff. I've just never seen it laid out like this. And I think that that's the part of the book. We have a lot of ideas around um, human development, um, the ideas of the soul reincarnation, um, past lives, soul lessons, soul growth. All these ideas are kind of swirling around in a a lot of people's minds. Maybe they're new to them. Maybe they've been studying them for a little while. But the book sort of takes things and teaches it In a very orderly way. So, if you didn't really understand what soul lessons were, the book kind of takes you step one. It just takes you through these little lessons that kind of build on each other. It just takes you through this whole progression of how it all works together. And I think that that's the that's one of the main things is it's just so clear. It's so orderly and it's so incredibly simple. Just these quick little lessons and then a little exercise and then another little lesson. So there's no struggle in figuring it out or using the book or learning. It's just easy, easy, easy. And then by the time you're like, you know, 10 pages in, you're like, "Oh, I, I see where I see where this is going. I'm understanding this it's a it's a very interesting way that it's put together
2: well, what I love about it is there's the teaching and then there's the inspired action, right? because we can't really learn something till we till we take action on it implement it integrate it into who we are. so I can see why they're referring to it as a spiritual guidebook
3: yeah, and I think that the, the Actions are, you know, that after each teaching or each lesson, there's a little tiny couple sentences usually of just asking you to remember something about your life or consider something in your life. It's very, very personal. So, you know, 10 people reading the book are going to have 10 very different responses to a particular exercise. It's designed to help you look into your own experience and see what's there. Instead of having one right answer, everybody's going to have their own right answer from doing the exercise.
2: And and that's what makes it special, right? Is it is geared to the essence of who we are as individuals, not to the mind. It's not like assignments that we got in school where you know um, everything was so rote. This is you're you're guiding people to go deeper into their own truth.
3: Yes, into their own truth and. I think that, so the um, teachings were received in channeling. The exercises I added afterwards. And I think that's where, in my own work of teaching so many people how to, I call it spiritual intuition. But that was what was so helpful because I had years and years of like, I know how to ask the question that's going to take people to their inner knowing. You know, that's one of the things I... um, have learned how to do over time. So kind of like going deep really quickly and really simply is, is um part of the piece there that's really useful. It doesn't take a lot of effort, but you get this huge aha <laughs> the big aha, the soul aha. When you when you take that reflection.
2: It's so beautifully said. Now I know from, you know, our past relationship that you had your own spiritual awakening back in 2000 after a near death experience. Can you share with our listeners what happened
3: and how this experience changed you? Yes, thank you. Um, so, I'm, I think what I'm doing now is I'm thinking because uh, a lot of people do have a near death experience that's, you know, they're in the hospital and, and they see this classic, like a white light or white tunnel. And, that wasn't that wasn't what happened to me. I was on a plane and there was some kind of problem, and we all believed that we were gonna you know crash. So we didn't crash. We uh, there was a, a landing and but during the this this incredible trauma I guess of not knowing um, those few moments where your life at least my life literally did flood through my mind all of my life and I really felt um, immense gratitude for every single thing I experienced in those few moments and then also I saw for the first time this absolute radiance in the in the plane and I just knew with certainty that we were more than you know just this lifetime that there was a force or power or light, you know, much bigger than all of us. And it just, it was just complete knowing and absolute, um, understanding of that in that moment. So I like to think of it now as like the person that got on the plane was not the person that got off the plane. I just was cracked open to my core. And that was the beginning way back in 2000 of, all of this searching, you know, all of this searching, like, why are we here and what even happened and, and how does this all work? That was the beginning of this kind of, I guess, like a, a wandering stage of, of wandering and, and trying to figure it out. It was the start of the journey. So beautiful.
2: And I can feel, you know, the transformation, just hearing your words now, ha- Had you been already writing books at that time? Everything that I know you from, you know, um, all the books, um, the blog, all of that, did that all come since your journey, um, since your awakening in 2000?
3: Yeah, in fact, and there was actually a pretty big gap. So 2000 was that opening, I guess we'll call it. And then I didn't really start writing spiritual work until 2008. Uh, kind of the the middle range <laughs> i was a very uh i was very resistant to this path i i'm i'm not so much now but I used to be quite a stubborn um rebellious style person and i just i kind of didn't want any part of it I really had some other other uh, dr- i wanted to be a novelist I had other dreams and um it took me a long time to kind of move on my journey to a place where I was willing to sort of surrender to who I'm really supposed to be. And and a part of it is...
2: talk talked to too over the years, as well as my own journey. It, I, I think some on the spiritual path believe that you awaken and then everything in your life completely changes. But it's almost like you have to integrate into this new knowing. Mm-hmm. And kind of like feel into it and fit into it. Cause that was my experience too. It wasn't like, um, my awakening was just more of this knowing that I had a choice in life. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I know that sounds so simple, but I can remember sitting in my car and, um, crying, hitting the steering wheel. I was having a really tough time. And a knowing came through me as the essence of who you are, were as a child was never touched. The, mm-hmm. Ch- mm-hmm. you have the choice to be a victim, and carry that energy or not. and So hearing that word choice changed my life because right. I had been raised to think that m- more of a victim mentality. That shifted everything mm-hmm. for me. Now, like you, it doesn't mean that I immediately made all the right decisions, right? I had to grow into this new knowing and follow the path. With all the clients you've worked um, with over the years and from the conversations you've had, is that the pattern you see? Is they have a moment of transformation, whatever it may be. It might not be as intense as yours um, or someone else's, but is it, a, is it a journey to grow into their their new way of being?
3: Yeah, I think some people have had uh, transformations in big ways, and some people have had like a series of. Uh, many nudges <laughs> from the universe, you know, in a, maybe in over a couple of years, they've suddenly been being nudged and nudged and that like the opening, opening, opening slowly. Um, and then some people have the experience, you know, where you have, uh, an accident or trauma or relationship ends or those kinds of things that kind of jolt you out of where you were. But I absolutely think like, the point of it is that it's a journey Um, that's what our lives are about is going through them and learning and expanding, you know, to whatever level we can get to in this lifetime. Um, I think, I think a lot of the people that I work with, one of the key identities, and I guess it is similar to mine now is this idea of shedding the identities of society, you know, like as women, especially we're taught to be this, you know, one particular style of way, depending on where you were raised, and um, we're taught to be daughters, or some, some people are taught to be mothers, or stepmothers, or, you know, all these different labels that come from being born in our particular time and place, and a lot of the journey is just taking every label off, even the ones that you enjoy, like partner or something, you know, you just take them all off and go, but that's not my That's what I'm doing, but that's not my core essence. My soul uh, doesn't have any labels. And so I think that's been a lot of, and that's very hard uh, at the beginning to start to help people understand. Like we're we're not what we do or we're not who we're friends with or we're not any of that. We're much, we're pure, we're pure essence and we can live from that place instead of from the way that society's kind of slotting us.
2: That's, that's beautiful. And I think that's it's it's an ongoing process, right? I've been on this path. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, for 25 <laughs> years. And yeah. I was one, like you had mentioned before, I got the cosmic two-by-fours because I was stubborn. Mm-hmm. So I would hear yeah. the little, like, tap on the shoulder, hey, Lynn, you're, you're listening, you're going down the <laughs> wrong path, and I'd be like... I used to tell people I'd, I'd feel the flick on the ear from the divine and I'd just brush it off. Then I'd slap on the head, I'd brush it off. And then the, I, I always waited for the damn car.
4: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
2: I don't. I listen when I hear that first flick of the ear, you know, like the divine flick in your ear. Um, for me, I I tell, uh, I share with my clients, and as well as my friends, when we get in these deep conversations, that it's not about getting there, because I believe that there is no there. We're always unfolding, right? right? We're always going to the mm-hmm. high. Because mm-hmm. for as long as we live in this world, this human world, we're going to take on crap. And we have to mm-hmm. do the inner work to keep shedding all that, so we can stay connected to our divine. And that's the vibe of the message I just received from you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's surprising too because maybe you know people that are especially stubborn are uh, get the two by four, and then their their stubbornness and their resiliency. And I'm talking about it, both of us probably like like the the people, you know, th- those become gifts later on, like, at oh, were yeah. hindrances. And now they're like gifts, because we have this tenacity to kind of go forward. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. And even even the things that are brought to us as our lessons, like enduring this touring, it's been very challenging for me as a more introverted personality. And yet the the divine is saying well you know we this isn't about your ego going out and 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 meeting people this is about your humility going out and the personal struggle you're going to have to do to get in the car or get on the plane or you know whatever it is and go past your comfort zone and this is the it's like the channeling was easy now this <laughs> Yes, is is the part where you're going to really learn, you know this this expanding past that introversion and preference for being private, and yet that's not what this journey is calling. That's not uh, that's not the path I meant to push push past the comfort, which is sometimes (laughs) kind of distressing and just working through that. So
2: it is, and and. And I I believe that all of us on this spiritual path, especially if we are heart-centered entrepreneurs or spiritual leaders are all on this personal and spiritual development genre, we have to keep shedding and showing up, right? Because Mm -hmm. how can we serve at the highest and best for our clients or our readers or our listeners? And we're going to jump to a break, but when we come back, I'd love to know some of your personal spiritual practices that help you stay in your truth stay grounded um, in your energies and we'll be back in a moment I'm with Sarah Wiseman of SarahWiseman.com
4: A Conscious Lifestyle for a Mindful Life OM Times Radio IOM FM
1: Are you being called to step into your truth and embrace your divinity? Are you ready to align your heart and soul live an authentic life and become a divine magnet for love and abundance? It's time to listen to your inner wisdom and clear the blocks holding you back from your best life. Leading intuitive prosperity coach, Akashic Records practitioner, and evidential medium Jamie Hearn of LiveYourDivinity.com empowers and supports spiritual women like you to align your inner and outer worlds, embrace your soul's truth, and live your divinity. Through her intuitive gifts, grounded wisdom, and empowered coaching, Jamie guides women back into sacred alignment with their truth. Visit LiveYourDivinity.com to learn more about Jamie's empowering programs and to schedule an Akashic Record reading.
4: Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Om Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, The advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business.
3: Me, a cat moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather.
4: She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen
3: to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
4: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio. IOM FM.
2: Hey, you're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, and with me today is spiritual teacher and award-winning author, Sarah Wiseman. Who recently released messages from the divine. So come on, Sarah, share some of your juicy spiritual practices with us. I always love learning new things or um, to incorporate into my own life when they resonate.
3: Yeah, well, I don't have a very um, formalized practice. My my practice is really I'll try and connect to I'll connect to the divine in small pieces throughout the day. So. Instead of, say, doing a 20-minute meditation or an hour, or some people even do two hours, my practice is, um, (laughs) I don't even do necessarily writing in a journal in the morning. I'll get up, get some coffee as part of my spiritual practice, and then um, I will just do a little meditation for maybe a couple minutes, and the the question is always, uh, what's the most important thing I need to know today? Or sometimes, if I'm very confused, my question is, what am I missing, or what am I not seeing that I need to know today? And I'll take those little—I don't know—mini mini meditation breaks. I'll do those several times a day. The other thing I like to do, if I've been working a lot with technology, because um, I work a lot with you know computer and microphone and so forth, is I will like to go out when the weather's permitting and just. Sit. we have these beautiful trees out where we are and I'll just I'll just sit right under them and just be in that vibrational state and I don't do anything in particular I'm just kind of like feeling the difference of the vibrational state of nature and the, the healing there um, The other thing I like to do is and this might sound a little counterintuitive or a little strange but I really like to lift weights at the gym. And I don't know what part of me requires that super grounding of, of lifting weights as a particular form of exercise, but I think it may have to do with so much of my work in teaching. We might be in meditative state for an hour, or I might have a couple classes where I'm teaching. So I'm in that etheric realm so much I think that part of me needs to have this super grounded, like, weights. You're actually pushing against the gravity and the earth forces. And I find it's, um, I'll usually listen to some kind of spiritual podcast or really lovely, you know, ambient music while I'm doing it. I just find it lovely. It's a very centering, grounded time. So those are the three, I think, the mini meditation, stepping out into nature, and then this super hardcore physical piece that kind of blasts through uh, all that overexposure in the etheric realms.
2: What great awareness you have about yourself to realize um, the reason behind your love for, for weightlifting, right? Because others would say, oh, it's just physical exercise, but you're so tuned in to yourself and your body that you get the energetic reason that you're drawn to it so i find that fascinating
3: yeah and i think too you know for anyone who's done that practice like you can't you can't really have your mind be somewhere else when you're doing something like that with your body you're just in your body you're just like fully present with the you know the 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 metal of the weight and the the sweatiness of your body and you're just fully present and that's i think that's part of it is just fully
2: in the Earth reality. And we have some similarities because I've never been a formal meditator. And for like probably, I'm 56, going to be 56 this year, probably for 40-something years, I judged myself because friends would say, I'm meditating 20 minutes a day, doing, you know, sitting lotus style. And I could never do it, Sarah. So I always said, I'm no good at meditating. I'm no good at meditating. And one day, probably seven or eight years ago, I came to this moment of awareness. I was washing dishes, rinsing dishes, I should say, before putting them in the dishwasher, looking out the window at the bird feeder and the birds. And suddenly I realized that I had been lost in the moment of just watching them. And this download Mm -hmm. came and said, Linda, you were just meditating in a way that soothes your soul. So Mm -hmm. for me, I realized, oh my God, then I meditate. 10, 15 times a day because I always, right. when I'm in my head too much, and as a publisher, and you know, everything mm-hmm. that I have to put out throughout the day, Sarah, I have to come back into my body and I just sit and I may not, I just be. And I yes, realized yes. that's my meditation. And all of a sudden, this weight, this shame of not being able to meditate, I was like, oh, my God, I've been meditating for years and didn't even know it. <laughs> so
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: In the but morning yes. practice, same thing. I just I let myself be and allow what's to come to come.
3: Right, right. And I think, too, it's very interesting. I used to work with many, many people, you know, that had um, – abuse in their life or they were in abusive relationships. And I also find it interesting because people that have been in really chaotic situations in childhood or adult life, they have this, you know, there's this idea of they dissociate and they um, go to a different place so they don't have to experience the chaos. And what I find is that people that have had this practice of dissociating, you know, from, from rough or traumatic things they have this ability to do this this style of meditation instantaneously like to bring that into their their practice as as part of their healing like they already know how to go there and so instead of being a way of escaping that can be instantly turned into this skill for like connecting and i just find that's kind of interesting and i think that's why a lot of people who've had um trauma, or abuse, they're often so intuitive or so psychic because they know how to go to this other place. And that's where all of our, you know, divine information comes from.
2: That's a great insight to have. And I can imagine that they were so used to being able to go there that it becomes easier when it's for something right. positive later in life.
3: When it- Right, when it's for something positive, exactly, it's very familiar. It's like, oh, I, I know how to. I don't have to escape anything now, but I can still go to this beautiful place, you know, and and work in that place.
2: And that's empowering. Where before it was disempowering, right? They had to mm-hmm. go to survive. Mm-hmm. Now they're in control. They exactly. can step into it. So, yeah, what do you advise for people who want to open up their spirituality?
3: Well, I think um, that idea of working in these like mini meditations is really useful because even that moment of taking that moment of stillness allows – the book uh, talks about it as it's like we open our windows. And so when we take that moment of stillness, we open our windows to the divine. If we're busy, 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 and we've got our brain going 70 miles an hour – the Divine can't reach us when we take the moment of stillness we're opening our windows to the divine and then and then these messages and um, ideas and thoughts that are our true self can come into us so it's like taking these breaks and just having these moments of awareness and seeing what's arriving to you like it sounds like for you, Alinda, that you get a lot of the clear audience you know through your You get messages. Um, Some people will get visions. Some people will get feelings. But it'll all come in exactly as it's supposed to. And we'll just, you just start to get this more and more knowing starts to come in when you
4: take that little mold. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: That's what I receive is uh, knowing. It just drops in. And, and mm-hmm. when, it, when I first got on this path, of course, and I'm sure you know, our listeners can relate, I would say, how do I know it's the voice of ego or the voice of, mm-hmm. you know, I call it the voice of uh, fear and the voice of love. Uh, for some, mm-hmm. it's ego and spirit, whatever the words are. <clears throat> and I finally realized for myself that, my way hadn't been working, right? <laughs> so, that, you know, I finally said, okay, Lynn, let's see. How you doing here following your path? Why don't you try what you're receiving and just trusting? And at that time, I didn't have, and I'm going back a long time. My daughter's 34 now. Um, I didn't have that trust in the divine because I didn't have a relationship, right? But by trusting and taking little steps, my trust muscles were built, my faith was created, and now every single decision, and I live
3: mm-hmm, and lead mm-hmm. my
2: life by inner wisdom. I haven't had a business plan in 20 years, <laughs> but I have a spiritual business plan, right? Yeah. And that's what works for me, and learning to trust what we're receiving, I think, is what we're here for, that we need to clear the muck to to clear the channel.
3: Yeah. And I think, um one of the things that I've been understanding is how how completely the universe is in communication with us, providing that um, absolute highest level of guidance, like all the time from every source, and so you're right. I had the same experience um my way. <laughs> <laughs> <is> not- <laughs> not the not the not the best way but if you start to follow in this universal flow just being surrendering and letting yourself be guided and led you're you're taken to a place that's far beyond what your ego or your fear self you know could imagine you're just it's like a whole whole different reality that you're kind of taken in this magical reality where everything's just connected and everything flows and you just meander along along in that. Very different way of living.
2: Oh, it so is. And, you know, once you've learned to trust the path, I, I, I don't know any other way to live now at this point in my life, right? Yeah. Now, and I want to say to all the listeners, because I get asked this a lot of time, do you ever still get scared or doubtful? I'm human, yes. Yes. But what I will say, and Sarah, it sounds like you're right there with me, is that is the moments I know the humanness is coming up to try. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say to try to, I, I, I kind of like a spiritual test. And I go, yes. M- my vibration, mm-hmm. my truth is not this fear. My truth is not yes. this, like, that's why I I talk about sacred visibility. That is not our truth. The fears are not our right. truth. So yeah. what do you want to add to that, Sarah?
3: Yeah, no, I agree, absolutely. The the fears are like we were saying, uh, you were saying before, the, the triggers. And that allows us to, to observe and notice and look at, you know, the, the little mucky, gritty stuff that still hasn't been cleared. And, you know, we just have awareness of that, but we don't need to allow that to run the show anymore, you know, like we might have when we were working from ego uh, in the past. So, yeah, stuff comes up all the time. And, in fact, I think the more you let the universe lead, probably the more triggers pop up. It's like that, you know, that whacking alligator at the... Oh, yeah, you whack it, it pops up. Yeah, there's another one. And so, yeah, you just keep going, oh, there's a trigger. Okay, keep moving on. There's a trigger. Okay. And, And of of course, you're not always perfectly successful sometimes. You know, we have anger, or we have meltdowns, or we have anxiety, whatever, whatever we have. But we just keep, keep moseying along in trust. Yeah, and
2: I'm glad you said that in a, because for many years when I was younger, I had anxiety and I used to look at that probably all the way up to my late 30s. I used to look at that and go, oh my God, everything must be wrong. Now, the moment I feel that old stuff come up, if it comes up, which it always shows up in my solar plexus, in in within minutes i feel it and go hello my beautiful old friend mm-hmm. and i speak mm-hmm. to it and i know that it's a spiritual guidepost that i need to clear something that's bothering me and and now i can shift it instantly where instead mm-hmm. of letting it become my story right so right and that we all have that skill set but it's we have to take the time to tune in so we know what's happening in our spiritual, physical, and emotional energy centers.
3: Right. Yes, absolutely.
2: So Sarah, as our conversation comes to an end, I just noticed that you actually have a free 11-week online study course for the book, Messages from the Divine. Can you tell us a little bit about it and where our listeners can access it?
3: Yes. um, I wanted to offer, I guess I love teaching so much, and I love to teach on these online you know, platforms where you're kind of like, oh, your lesson's ready, or you can go in and, and kind of work at a uh, – it's a self-study, uh, but there's a lot of people. I think there's 1,800 people doing it right now, and, and that just keeps getting added. So you can jump in anytime and it just is a deeper way of accessing the lessons. It's free. You can go to sarahwiseman.com. And I think I was having the feeling that some people might want to do the book, like you do it with a friend or you, if you have a church group, you do it with them or that kind of thing. So I wanted to create a little more structure for people that wanted to work that way. So that's uh, there for groups too.
2: And that URL again is Sarah Wiseman and that's Sarah, S-A-R-A, com. I encourage you to... Um, take advantage of her spiritual teachings by um, going there to learn more about her 11-week online study course. Sarah, it's always wonderful to share space with you and share your message with my audience.
3: Oh, I'm just so honored to talk to you. I really enjoyed our time together.
2: I did too, and I want to thank everyone for being here, and I look forward to having you join me every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for more Inspired Conversations with visionary women just like Sarah. Until next time, choose love, choose joy, and choose happiness, my friends. Blessings.
1: Thanks for listening to Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy. Join our sacred space every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and meet leading female visionaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. Inspired Conversations with Linda Joy is a soulful venue where guests share the obstacles they've overcome, along with wisdom and lessons learned on their personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic and soulful living.
4: Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM.
1: Do you feel overwhelmed and unsure about what steps to take to find peace, joy, and purpose in your life? Chris Growth is a spiritual mentor, energy healer, and best-selling author of the novel Soliqui. A novel of healing, soul connection, and passion, and co author of several best selling books. Chris is passionate about helping women connect more deeply to their own truth, to promote healing and restore balance to the body, heart, mind, and soul, so they can live a soul connected life. Chris serves clients around the world through spiritual mentoring sessions, energy healings, and powerful custom guided sound healing meditations that bring in the energy of crystal singing bowls. If you're ready to heal your heart, nurture your soul and illuminate your path, schedule a complimentary virtual session with Chris today at chrisgrowth.com. That's chris with a k and g r o t h.com.
4: Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. OM Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle.
3: Hi everyone, this is Shay Parker, the host of Best of the Best, which airs live right here on iOM Radio every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm super excited to bring you expert guest hosts, spiritual discussions, free psychic readings, and so much more. I can promise that you will not want to miss this one-of-a-kind, fun, yet touching, down-to-earth show. Join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on OTRFM. This is Shay Parker, and I can't wait to see you there.
4: The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio. IOM FM.